I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and I got to be honest, I took an edible as soon as the podcast started, and it's really starting to kick in. So I kind of need to get in my zone right now. And I'm Avicenetsky, and I don't have the erythritol discipline I had when I was a youth. Pee before I podcast. That's my credo, because I'm the same way as you. Yeah, I pee, I pee before all events. Yeah, that's a good credo. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here to discuss season 11, episode two, Angel Muffin, which originally aired on All Hallows Eve, October 31st, 2021. That's just three days ago. Yeah, well now we're, we're starting to go a little bit in the wrong direction. We, uh, oh. <laughs> we made a big point um, last week that like pre- the previous like closest we had been to an episode was like 10 years, and yeah. that was two days, and now mm. we've gone to three days. Yeah. So we'll, we'll move um, it closer. Yeah. yeah, we're falling we're falling a little bit behind in this whole Curb podcast game. I think I listened to three Curb podcasts already about oh. this episode. Uh, I try not to spoil myself, so I... Uh... Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I have my takes. I like mm. to hear other people's takes, too. Okay. Um, sometimes it helps uh, fully forming my own, but sometimes not. Um, but yeah, you know, I like to see what else what else is out there. Yeah, uh, listen, so, it's not quality. It's quantity. OK. Oh, yes. But what we lack in quality, we more than make up in quantity. Yes. Well, yeah, honestly, I think that's a pretty fair uh, description of this, ep- uh, this episode of Curb. Um, I, I write for my um, for my Curb uh, rankings document. I write like a one sentence recap of every episode as a way to like remember it later on, you know, when I'm going through my list. This episode, I think, has the longest one-sentence recap I've ever written. Uh, should I read it to you? Uh, sure. Larry needs to woo Dylan O'Brien, the rock star and dog lover, while defending his home from Mary Deuce Ferguson's dog, Angel Muffin, while defending his towels from attacks from Susie and Cheryl, while investigating an aborting hygienist who was bilking Jeff, while investigating a broken toilet at Netflix's office, while not offending a Greek dentist. And you're saying that's, that's the, one of the longer ones. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff to happen. In one that's episode. a lot of stuff. It's yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot of, and then this happened, and this happened, and this happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't want to bury the lead, but yeah, th- I thought this was a uh, an extraordinarily weak episode um, of the show. Um, I thought it was very disappointing. Um, didn't didn't laugh a lot, and it really just dragged. They kept going back to the well <laughs> on the same, like, not very good jokes. Um, You're saying this at the top of a two hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, if, if you're, uh, if you're turning this on, you're like, Hey, those guys, Av and Alex, um, uh, we got, a, we got a lot of new listeners. So, you know, they're like, Oh, these guys really love curb. So I want to yeah. just, you know, if, uh, you, if you're not going to like me, uh, not really, uh, praising this week's episode, then, uh, be forewarned. Um, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll put it a little bit of a different way. I didn't love this week's episode either relative to curb, but you know we're we're holding a curb to an extraordinarily high standard. We don't hold it to the same standard as other TV shows. You know, um, yeah, Mo- Moses famously, uh, God told him, uh, you know, Moses, you may be the greatest man who ever lived, but you, uh, you, you hit a rock, so you don't get to go into the Holy Land. And you know, yeah. the lesson is that God held him to a very high standard. Now, the lesson, I, the, the lesson is that God is very petty. Yeah, well, I'm going to say I'm I'm not like God in, in this sense. Um, I would not, uh, you know, keep this episode out, out of the promised land again. Like I would, you know, it's still curb, and I would rather watch this than like you know, ninety nine point nine percent of television. Uh, so when we when we rate these episodes one to five, we're rating them relative to uh, to episodes of curb, not to uh, you know all uh, forms of entertainment certainly. But I do think one difference I've I've noticed as we've done our recap, and again, not not to sound too down as we're about to discuss it, but. The worst episode of Seinfeld, I would still watch 10 times in a row. The dog or like, like, well, what do you consider like the worst episode of Seinfeld? The dog is, is there is very far down there. It's one yeah, of the but I would watch that 10 times in a row before I would watch basically anything else on TV. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I would watch a bad episode of Curb, you know, that many times in a row. I definitely yeah, I mean, enjoy I mean- it. I definitely don't find myself rewatching Curb nearly as much as Seinfeld. Um, Seinfeld, I think, has more of a rewatchability to it. Curb is is you know often more plot dependent. Yeah, um, it's like almost like the surprises is kind of what um, makes the you know for the fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're both obviously you know <laughs> among the greatest shows of all time. So like, yes. we're, we're nitpicking here. Correct. Um, yeah. So I mean, yes. Yeah, so let's. Um, I think we should probably just you know jump on into it again. Um, we're really excited by all. 
few new people that seem to have found the podcast in the last week. Um, you know, this uh, season 11, episode one was like by far our most successful podcast of the episode to date um, in terms of like listeners to listen to in the first week. So uh, we're really excited about that. We welcome everyone new aboard, everyone who's like been with us for this whole time. Uh, we thank you for uh, sticking with us. We're uh, we're really excited about New Curb, even if we didn't love this particular episode. So. And we'll talk about hacky sacks today, of course. We'll <laughs> yes, talk yes, about well, God, maybe, uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, maybe some follow-ups on those yeah. topics as well. Um, so yeah, so of course, as always, we uh, invite and welcome everyone to rate and review the podcast at Apple and subscribe in whatever uh, podcast uh, agent you use, whether that's uh, you know Spotify or Pocket Casts or any of the other ones uh, that I don't have handy at the moment. Um, and yeah, and give us five stars. And if you ever want any questions or feedback or anything else you want to share with the podcast, you'll uh, you'll see later we have the postman segment. So you can just email us at curbpostman at gmail.com. We put that in the show notes as well. So just uh, send us a question or you know comments, anything about this week's episode, no, next week's episode, whatever you'd like, and uh, we'll read it on the podcast because our standards are not there are not that high quite yet. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's so, yes. jump. Let's jump right into Angel Muffin. That's right. There's nothing genderized about either angels or muffins. That's right. It could be either. So we start out back at Netflix. Um, we're with the execs, and um, Larry is making up this whole story um, about Maria Sofia because they were asking about her and, like, um, you know, where did you find her? And you know, he has this whole spiel about how his uh, one of his friends invited them to see their daughter, Romeo and Juliet, and like they were going to play some random part, and she was terrible. Um, but what really impressed her was whoever was playing Juliet, and she went, you know, he went over afterwards and met her, and it turned out this is Maria Sofia. And that's how he discovered her. Mm. Um, now. What one of the common tropes in all these conversations that Larry has in these offices with um, the Netflix execs is like how outlandish and hilariously terrible these lies are that he says to them. Yeah. And yet they either buy it 100% or they're too respectful to call him on it. Um, no, but I think it's, they're buying it. Here, though, it's funny because he gives these like over the top sarcastic claims about loving theater. Uh, you know, going to watch random children perform in theater. But this is actually true. This is sincere. We know in the rat dog episode, in fact, the last episode to be named after a small, annoying dog that uh, gets stomped on, <laughs> right. right? That he uh, he willingly goes to a, a sixth grade performance of a, of a play that um, nobody he has any affiliation with is performing in because somebody who was living right. in his house, their daughter was going to be in it, but dropped out. Right. Sammy. Sammy was supposed to be in the play. Oh, was it Sammy? Oh, I, I thought it was I thought it was the the Black's daughter. Oh, you're right, 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 you're right. Yeah. It was uh, Lee, Lee Shublock, I think that was her name. I, for, I forget the kid's name. I think name. it was Daryl. Yeah. Oh, Daryl, yes. Oh, Daryl almost Shubb. came out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's... Now, I almost... You don't think that this is an intentional reference to that, right? Connecting no, no. A, a, Angel Muffin to Rat Dog. Because no, there, there, there is a lot of parallels in these two episodes. Robot. Yeah, he's a, you know, it's, you know, yeah. it's happening right in front of you. It's live. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, I don't know if you spotted. There's a there's a Don Junior hunting uh, picture. On yeah. The, so on it's funny. Table. I pointed that out. Yeah, with the murdered animal right over Larry's shoulder. I pointed <laughs> that out to Jen, and Jen said, "Yeah, that was in episode one, also." Oh, nice. Okay. I didn't look yeah, back. I missed that in know, episode one I as well. This is the first time. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that wouldn't be uh, so popular in Netflix with like Don's uh, fellow execs. Um. Yeah. Probably yeah. not. But, but they're really, but they're really trying yeah, to to push on the uh, the Don Junior thing, obviously. Yeah. Um, um, so but it's, like, it's, oh, it's yeah. weird the way this character is presented because other than his name, which is no fault of his own, and then that one hunting picture, he seems to be like a nice guy in all respects. Um, yeah, as it turns out. There's like nothing Don episode, yeah. Trump Jr.-ish about him at all. Yeah, I mean, he has kind of a punchable face, but that's all. Yeah, with the, yeah, the actor does, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're like, oh, that's great. So there's an audition tape. Can we see it? <laughs> um, and then Jeff's like, oh, yeah. sorry, I, I should have mentioned, Larry. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just telling this to you now. Um, I accidentally uh, deleted yeah. the uh, audition tape. He said he erased the tape. What year is this, like 1994? Like, what does this mean, he erased yeah. the tape? There was only one digital copy. No one else had access to it except Jeff Green for some reason, yeah, the manager of the showrunner who somehow got access to it and quote-unquote erased. He doesn't say deleted, though, even, like which would be a more common term for like a file. He says erased right. as if it was – because, yeah, that's right. how Larry and Jeff are thinking. He taped, he taped the nightly news over there. <laughs> yeah, on a VHS tape or something. Yeah, this uh, incredibly bullshit lie, they at least pretend to buy hook, line, and sinker. 
Yeah, um, and then Larry, just a great, we just got a, a great uh, few seconds of Larry just calling Kevin an idiot. He's like, you fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah, no, fucking that part idiot. is good, that. yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, Don Jr. has an idea for who he wants to cast in the part of young Larry, and it's a fellow by the name of Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. A real um, person. Yeah, a real person. Are you, were you um, familiar with him? I was not familiar with him. Um, although Have you checked out his not- IMDb page? Yeah, I mean, he has won that. a lot of awards, Teen Choice Awards and MTV Movie Awards. For, like for for singing or for acting? No, purely acting. I don't think he's really? a singer. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to believe. Uh, let's 2018, he won. Oh no, he was only nominated a few times. 2017, he won the uh, Teen Choice Sci-Fi Fantasy TV Actor Award. 2016, oh boy, he got a lot of wins in 2016. The uh, Teen Choice Summer TV Actor Award, the Teen Choice Movie Chemistry Award, the Teen Choice Movie Actor. Uh, uh, action adventure award the teen choice and teen Sipation movie actor award those are all wins in 2016 2015 he won the teen choice scene stealer award he won the mtv movie award breakthrough performance the mtv movie award best fight the mtv movie award best hero the pricks international i don't know what the hell that is oh that's french <laughs> pre there's at least one pricks yeah, 2014, he won the Young Hollywood Breakthrough Actor Award, the, the Teen Choice TV Villain Award. The, I mean, this guy is just like rolling in awards. Um, and I had never heard of him. Yeah, same. Yeah. So yeah, his, is Curb reaching out to a different demographic, to the young? Well, his, na- his name is a combination of the two neo-Nazis from Seinfeld, right? <laughs> Dylan Murphy and O'Brien. <laughs> you think that's an intentional reference? <laughs> That's amazing. They're trying to tell us that he's a neo-Nazi. <laughs> I say that Dylan O'Brien should come on the podcast and defend himself against the charges of being a neo-Nazi. Yeah. Uh, isn't he a, he's, a, he's a big Mets fan, right? Yeah, so that explains why he's, um, you know, not a Nazi. Nazi person. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's a Mets and Jets fan, I think. Yeah, oh, so Mets he probably has a, a sad life. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yes, yeah, so they're like, oh, he's actually like performing a rock concert. Um, you should go like to the concert and like check it out and like get to meet him. Um, and well, Larry's not looking forward to this because like the concerts are so loud, you have to stand a lot. This is kind of how I feel about concerts at this point. Also, I used to be a huge, huge concert goer, especially when I lived in the city. I'd go all the time. Um, and now like there's a handful of bands I could still go see, but like so many, like I'm just like too tired, like standing and waiting. Yeah, I will say like I really hate though, like it's one thing if it, if you're in a standing only section, but when you have a seat and then you get shamed by the people around you for sitting down, like I don't have to stand for two hours the whole time. Like I know I sound like an old man here, but like I'm allowed to sit and take breaks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but then it's annoying if it's a, it's a concert where everybody else is standing and you're sitting yeah. and like you can't see anything. You get shamed. I think I mentioned this on a podcast before, but I was at a Michigan football game once against Iowa with with uh, with my then girlfriend, now wife Jen, and we were sitting in the student section. I should say standing because you're not allowed to sit in the student section. It's like a rule at Michigan football games. It's like the tradition. And so during a commercial, mind you're not during the game, but during a, a break in the action, I sat down and Jen started yelling. She's like, "You're embarrassing me! Get up! You're embarrassing me!" So I had to be shamed into standing for a three and a half hour game. Cool. Yeah. What a story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, anyways, so I'm I'm with Larry here. I agree. Even though he sounds so old right now, it's on. Yeah. Yeah. This is a Boomer <laughs> podcast. Boomer yeah. podcast. Uh, we've aged a lot, just like Larry. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Larry's, you know, has uh, he's having some tooth problems. He says he needs a dentist, and Jeff has a great dentist. Um. It, you know, it just so happens that I got the hygienist who works there pregnant, and you know, I had to pay for her abortion. Um, it was funny. Think- I, I watched this episode with my wife, who is not like as a, a intent curb watcher as the two of us, obviously. Uh-huh. And so she hadn't really remembered like all of Jeff's like constant talents. And she was like, what? Like, yeah. she, it's so like just so casually mentions. Yeah. And she and Jen's like, isn't he married? I'm like, yeah, he's married. Like he, Jeff always cheats on his wife. Like, this is just a theme. But like, he's so brazen and so pa- he's like, yeah, I got her pregnant. You know, oh, we're not dating yeah. anymore. Like At dating they- seems like such a weird word to use for like some random hygienist. Right. At least they call attention to it here. Like they acknowledge that like Jeff has like this like Kavorka that he's like sleeping with all. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's true. Yes, it doesn't make sense. Generally, they don't even acknowledge it. So it's nice at least that they like kind of uh, call it out as uh, in season 10. He looked like Harvey Weinstein. It it should be noted that Jeff Garland has lost some some weight. It looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Um, pretty good by his standards. He shouldn't be attracting, you know, a 30 year old, you know, beautiful women. But yeah, so as we said before, before he heads out, Larry uh, heads to pee because his credo is you pee before you leave, uh, which yeah. I try to do as well. I try to pee before movies, before shows, before anything, because I got to pee a lot. 
Um, yeah, and like we have this great, this really fun scene of physical comedy. It reminded me of when um, he has, uh, he's trying to make out with um, Denise Handicap. Yes, yes. He's like climbing on her, like the same way he's like yes. on the urinal here so to keep the seat down. I'm sort of torn sorry, because sorry. I'm torn because like the physical humor itself is very enjoyable, but it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Like, first he, of all, he, we he know from Chris. Hold it, hold it with his hands. Well, 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 okay. Well, that's disgusting. You don't want to put your hand on it. But oh, you, you could hold it with a piece of toilet paper. Well, I mean, that wouldn't even enter my head as a possibility. First of all, we know from previous experience that Larry enjoys sitting down when he pees, right? That's true. Number one. Number So he could just do that. Also, of course, you could just you, you could just pee with the seat down. And instead of, uh, you know, a, a, a 12-inch diameter, you have a 9-inch yeah, diameter. It's still be fine. More, be a little bit more careful. Yeah, it's, it's really not that hard. Or you get a little bit of pee on the seat. You wipe it or whatever like it just the 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 angles that he stands at are so absurd and then he will go and explain in the office that if his the reason he can't sit is because if his pants were to touch the floor they'd have to go in the incinerator but we see his pants here touching both the top and the bottom of the toilet seat which is a thousand times grosser <laughs> so it happens to be a spotless bathroom but but enough but so it's 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 funny the physical comedy but there's no internal logic at all yeah uh, well i'll take the physical comedy yeah um, but usually Curb or Seinfeld with Kramer, of course, like the situations are absurd, but within the world, they're believable. Right. And I just, you know, yeah. that's not really the case here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And once again, continuing Larry David's very deep obsession with the bathroom. Yes. There's something uh, uh, very Freudian going on here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we had to launch Larry with Leon and Mary Ferguson, number two. Who, way, I figured uh, out who she looks like. She looks like Scarlett Johansson a little bit to me. Oh, I hear that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Leon has uh, started calling her the Deuce because she's mm. Mary Ferguson number two. Phenomenal. Um, and they're having uh, they're having lunch, and um, she's um, she's had some steak that she's uh, decided that she's going to save some of her leftover pieces and give them to her dog. Yeah. Now we we've had this exact storyline, of course, in Curb before, also. Oh, did we? Where do we have this? It does um, sound familiar. Where um, uh, Davide from Seinfeld, um, uh, Taylor Negron, is the waiter. And he doesn't believe that it's gonna be that it's gonna be the doggy bag because right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Um, right. but I mean, but here, I mean, Mary Ferguson is, and again, it's a funny scene as they start screaming about, you know, who's the wow. But right. like she, her behavior is insane. Like he's paying for lunch. <laughs> She's like, oh, why would I a pet is more important than somebody I just met? Well, not somebody you just met who's paying for the food that you're eating. Yeah, I mean, it's like when it's like it's kind of one where it's like when she originally says like for the dog, like Larry should just like let it go at that point. Sure. But like when he asks, like the answer should be like, oh yeah, obviously you could have a piece or two. Yeah. Before I get to the dog, yeah. Like, or like, all five since you paid for it. But yeah, yeah, like, whatever. It's like it's the it's the um, humans over animals versus pets over strangers. So yeah. Classic debate. The um, yeah. wow, the wow off. Do you recall mm. when um, all you had to do was put a bumper sticker on your car that said "Wow" and the women were legally obligated. Yeah, in high school, right? Yeah. Well, what, there was like a local radio station in New York or something? Yeah, it was Whip It Out Wednesday. Yeah, I feel like those guys uh, would not have made it into the modern era. Yeah, it was the law. I, th- I think they got canceled in like 2005 anyway for something yeah, very a little bit late. But yeah, th- they seem like on a trajectory to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. well, way, way before that was even a term we used. Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, they're like, oh, I think we're going to get canceled for this. They're like, what's canceled? They're like, you'll see. <laughs> we're going to build our model around uh, uh, threatening strange women to remove their <laughs> Yeah, so um, we move over to uh, Jeff's house with Larry and Jeff, and Jeff's, you know, saying how now Angie, the uh, hygienist, uh, they also have, they certainly have a thing for hygienists that like hygienists like like to like sleep mm. around with the patients. Like, yeah, that is Lila, true. The hygienist, and now we have Angie, the hygienist. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she's like saying that she's having complications, she needs more money. Um, she's like, so Jeff's like, great idea. How about while you're at the dentist, you do a little like detective work for me and see if you can figure out what's on, which is like ridiculous. Like, yeah. Hire a guy. Like, what's Larry going to do? Well, and then they even make this Barnaby Jones joke. Yeah. Later on. And it's like, you guys, they're like, oh, we need a private detective, Mr. Barnaby Jones. Like, what about Omar Jones? We actually had a private detective named Jones. Uh, on the show, like who yeah. performed work for these characters? That's yeah, the that's he, the Jones he, they need to see. And he tracked down um, what turned out to not be Larry's parents. Yeah, from uh, well, he tra- he tracked down some nice uh, Gentiles. <laughs> he tracked down someone, and that's what yeah. <laughs> he didn't yeah. come back empty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Susie comes in and she like has these towels and she's saying, "Oh, how great and comfy they are and fluffy mm. and uh, you know, especially compared to ratty the ratty towels that Larry has." Yeah. And Larry's like very offended. Like, what are you talking about? My towels. My towels are great. They're you know they're a little aged. Uh, you know, I like to age in my towels. 
Um, and Jeff's like, you know, I like comfy towels, but I wouldn't mind having a few aged towels on hand too, to like, you know, just be like a little bit coarser on the skin. Yeah. Um, What's your take on this towel debate? I like fluffy towels. Um, I, I don't really understand this whole, yeah. I, I don't know why they go back the to the pat dry, the rub dry. Yeah, yeah. None of this really, <laughs> I love how they refer to them as aged towels. <laughs> they're yeah. aged like wine, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, the, the older, the better. Yeah. None of, none of this works for me. This yeah. I don't really understand this towel and thing, they, but and they really go back to the well on it a bunch of times. Like as soon as the next scene, like, so we head over to Dylan O'Brien's show yeah. and Cheryl's there and she's just like, Oh, this place is so old and ratty, kind of mm. like your towels. Like as if, oh, this is like the thing that everyone is talking about. Like wow, yeah. ratty towels. It's like a topic. Like, by the way, Larry's towels, especially since we know he hasn't bought new ones, are Cheryl's towels. Right. Well, they're, they, I guess they're really old and ratty at this point. But how would Cheryl about. know? Like, Cheryl hasn't been there. Like, when, when she, if Cheryl, Cheryl hasn't been there since, like, since they broke up for years. And last time she was there, she was basically responsible for them. So if they yeah. were already ratty then, then she's only herself to blame. Yeah. And we, and we know that she didn't allow good toilet paper. So she's not to be trusted on the whole. That's like, also true. Towel, yeah. paper you know, product world. Like who cares what she thinks around Larry's towel? She uses terrible toilet paper. Now, of course, it doesn't even make sense why she's here, except they just want to shoehorn into the episode. So it's like, yeah, oh she, yeah, I, I'm friends like they, with... have the same, they have the same publicist or something. Yeah, uh, Dylan's mom is, yeah. It really doesn't make any sense. And then we never yeah. see her again, so. Yeah, um, obviously. The problem, like... once she's broken up with him and also broken up with his friend, Ted, they sort of have to go to further and further stretches to justify why that she's still in the show. Yeah. I thought I saw somewhere that they said she is still with Ted, but obviously we haven't seen that confirmed one way or another. Oh, interesting. But, okay. But that, I did read that somewhere, but I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how accurate hmm. that is. Well, Ted would be better um, than her real life husband, of course. So, so yeah. So um, Dylan O'Brien goes on stage and he does a cover of Peaches by hmm. the President of the United States. Yes. Very long uh, band uh, name, uh, band title yeah. in the uh when we were in like sixth seventh eighth grade they were very popular mid 90s yeah i mean to me they're to me they're a one-hit wonder that's the only song that i know i'm sure they might have other stuff that people know more but the peaches is the only song that i've ever heard of theirs did they sing lump <sighs> remember that song no yeah oh you know what you remember for sure you remember the weird al cover gump he's gump oh. he's gump he's gump so yeah, the song was she's like... lump uh-huh oh that yeah i don't know if that's them it's possible yeah i think that could be them Okay. Um, but by the way, there's a continuity error in this scene at the concert. Really? <laughs> um, but uh, we, I don't know. Did you notice this by any chance? No. We, we, we see like Dylan's view from the stage. And then we see in the crowd, Larry taking the tissue out of his pocket and putting it in his ears. Uh-huh. There, and then it cuts to Larry in the crowd. And then we watch again as Larry takes the paper out of his uh, pocket. And puts it. So he, he sort of, the, yeah, the, 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 they sort of show the same thing uh, accidentally. But yeah, um, it, it's very strange to me how, why Larry will even have to go to a length to lie to Dylan about this. Like, I'm 75 years old and I'm at a rock concert. I, you know, like it's loud for me. That's yeah, a completely I mean, fine thing to say. Yeah, putting on earplugs is a perfectly normal thing for someone to do at a rock concert mm. if they think it's too loud. Um, yeah. People do it all the time. Like, there's like concerts where they even like give them out. Like, it's yeah. like a normal thing. I've never done it. It's you're probably simply, I've read that you're supposed to, that like, yeah. it's really not good for your ears. Isn't like Bill Clinton have hearing loss from something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that's from something else. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Was that a double entendre? Can too, much, can too much sex um, affect your hearing? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Jeff, um, Jeff Garland. Jeff we, don't, we don't know the long-term effects of anything, so mm. you shouldn't take anything. That's true. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, Larry's, like, gushing over the performance, but, like, he can't, uh, he can't hear Dylan speak, and he realizes um, that the plugs are still in, which, of course, you know, as you said, leads Dylan to be offended and, like, uh, sets up this whole idea of the plugs in, and he's not able to hear what somebody's saying, which will come back uh, later in the episode. And, yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, when they were in, right before that, when they were in the crowd, and, they, you know, they were sort of signaling to each other because they couldn't hear each other, Jeff does, like, this, uh, the signaling of eating of peaches, Oh, that's how that's on. Yeah, and 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 I thought for a split second that he was that Dylan was going to see it from the crowd, sort of the way that Michael J. Fox saw Larry uh-huh. signaling the violin, and like that I was think, a story. I think that like he was like saying it sucks or something. Yeah, so you gave the peach signal. Everybody knows what the peach signal. Is. <laughs> everyone, peach, everyone peach means this is a terrible concert. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, why is he covering that song? Like, it's very strange. Yeah, I, I will say this: Dylan O'Brien, who you know neither one of us had ever heard of before, but is uh, a multiple-time award with like a dozen time award-winning actor he does a very like you know in in sort of the role of playing a fictionalized version of himself which is like you know uh, he does a very good job i think i mean he comes yeah, off no, as a tremendous douchebag <laughs> yeah no he's very he's very fond of this episode yeah um yeah so um larry's like okay fine the truth is we're not interested in your music we, we don't you know we're not we weren't to the concert i'm not a rock fan 
but I'm really interested in your acting. I want you to be in the show. And he's like, oh, okay, name one thing that I've ever been in. And they're like, oh, well, you were like really good in that like thing where you were cooking and then the thing on the boat with the boat movie. And was it, like, I think okay. he was miming. He was a chef, right? It was a off, off Broadway, the cooking show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that was a Seinfeld okay. reference. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh-huh. George, remember? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. um, so yeah, so Larry's like, okay, fine. The music sucked. Um, <laughs> and he's like, okay, go fuck yourself. Um, and you know, listen, like I'm a casual guy. Like it's, it's weird that you're, you know, you've offended me so quickly. Like, you know, all I want to do is create the first ever restaurant um, that you can bring your dog to. Um, an idea that this is, this, that is at least as old as Eddie from Survivor Caramoan who wanted to uh, use a million dollars on a dog bar. So this is not a new idea. And uh, Larry's like, you know, that's like every restaurant restaurant you could bring your dog to that's like have you been to like la or new york like yeah everybody loves dogs you could bring dogs anywhere um there's plenty of places you can bring your dog um so uh ed dylan uh much like yourself uh mentions that he uh took an edible and it's starting to kick in so uh he's gonna head out and larry's gonna head back over to netflix where they're like yep so uh dylan is uh out like you know and you know we don't think the show really works without him so you know that's not great um, Larry's like, fine, fine. You know, he right. You would be a great young Larry. I'll go apologize. Um, they're like, okay, let's see if we can save the show. In the meantime, can you get us that tape of Maria Sophia? Um, you know, like we want to like see what she, what she's all about. And he's like, oh, you know, sure, not a problem. What happens to me at the moment? She's um, out of town. Um, you know, she's really busy. She's doing Habitat for Humanity in New Mexico. Um, you know, it, because, you know, her family's in Mexico, so they like knowing that she's close by. And that's why she's doing it there. Obviously, just like a horrible lie. Yeah. Um, and- so you think that they're buying all this? They're not just being respectful? Um, they might be suspicious, but like they're, they're at the very least, no one is like even vocalizing anything more than just like they're buying it. Like, they're well, I like, think they just see him as sort of the uh, the temperamental artist, the same way that Larry was just calling Dylan. Like, what what's the upside? Right. In piss- like, what's the, if you have to work with somebody, what's the upside of pissing them off? Just roll your eye and make fun of him behind his back. You know, I actually was tw- some, these idiots on, on like these like uber lefties on Twitter are all mad. They're like, why don't the Democrats just say to fuck you to Kirsten Cinema and like tell her they're going to primary her? Like. Like, yeah. what's the purpose of that? Like, okay, if you want to support someone three years from now, why piss her off now? Like, you're working with somebody. So it might be that they know that Larry's an asshole, but like, you know, they're not going to call him on it until it goes too far at the end of the episode, of course. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Larry. Uh, <laughs> no engagement there. Uh, <laughs> no engagement on my analogy. Oh, yeah. We don't need to talk about politics. We yeah. don't talk about politics when politics goes well. Hmm. Um, which is uh, a rather infrequent occurrence yeah it's it's a lot of bad choices yeah um Lo- locally as well <laughs> yeah yeah the people of Englewood um can't be pleased um larry uh larry's like by the way I, you know i just have to go back to the unisex bathroom again and you know it's it's still not fixed and john's like that's so weird i like totally asked him about it like they should have fixed it like let me see, look into it again um and larry and jeff walking out they agree you know an apology is really not going to get the trick done with dylan like we need to come up with something bigger um and as they're heading out they walk into uh julio the janitor who is also the janitor at the dentist's office yeah one man fixes and cleans everything in two enormous office buildings right part-time job (laughs) netflix building and also a dentist office yeah well by the way why Um, I, i don't even know why jeff would know this guy's name by, by the way, he's why is he like? And I guess at the, that's at the dentist office. The next time we see him, he's like casually vacuuming the waiting room carpet. Like, I don't feel like that's the thing that happens midday with people in. I feel like that's usually like an after hours thing. Yeah, well, maybe they have. You know, you're not Julio's not always available. Yeah, that's Netflix. true. So if they want Julio, they yeah. have to go in. Julio's he's available. the only guy fixing. Yeah, that's that's a fair he's, point. He's yeah. only available in the afternoon because yeah. Netflix the rest of the day. <laughs> um, yeah. Not, not so yeah, and, he, and he's like, hey, I would have fixed the toilet seat, but. Uh, Don Jr. never told me. And, you know, I'm the one he would tell if he told anyone. I'm the only one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we uh, we head on over to the dentist's office. Larry is signing in on the, uh, you know, I, I, I assume you already have your whole thing prepared about <laughs> that these don't exist, that Larry David. But it just, I don't understand, like, Larry arguing with the receptionist about the sign-in sheet. Curb has done this verbatim. Yes, many times. Yes. Not this exact, eh, kind of this exact thing. They had the whole thing of like, does it go by your arrival time or by your appointment time? Like, yeah. you just come early and like be the system. Yeah. Um, so he's like, yeah, I'm not writing it. You know, I'm just letting you know that like 
you know, this is it's meaningless because if I was late, I would just write, I wouldn't write in the real time because I, would, I wouldn't want to be shamed for being late. So I would lie. So I'm like, this is just completely unreliable information because nobody's going to tell you the truth if they were late. Mm-hmm. Um, and he spots Angie, who's showing off her new diamond earrings to mm. everybody, which, you know, raises, uh, raises alarm bells. And, Larry and she's not going to feel guilty. Yeah, okay. Larry goes in for his appointment and there's this like loud Greek music playing that he's clearly not enjoying. Um, and he's um, he's trying to spy on Angie and eavesdrop on her while the dentist is like talking to him and working on him. So like, he's not really paying any attention to the dentist. Um, and he asks the dentist to turn the music down, which like the dentist is really insulted by this because yeah. you know this is like uh, this is music that I like. And he kicks him out of the office in the middle of the procedure, like yeah. his crown, like you know, still not mm. finished. Now, I live but in New Jersey, so my hygienists only play Bon Jovi music, actually. Yeah, um, I feel like most dentists will generally accommodate you on, on music shows, if you ask. Uh, yeah, or at least and, volume, right? And, and many even offer, like, is there anything you would like to listen to? Yeah. Um, I've been to dentists where they, where I just like put it. Wait, hold on, really? Headphones. They're offering you what to listen to? So that's that's what Leon said. Yeah, I've had that. I've oh, had wow. That. Not, not every dentist, but I've had that, that dentist that offer me headphones and say, like, what do you know? What type of music do you like to listen to? Oh, really? Oh, wow. You um, have quite a then, uh, quite, quite a personalized dental experience. Where I, uh, like, I just put my own headphones. Wait, you put on headphones while they're treating you? I've done it, depending on what. Like, if they're doing something long. That's so, revolutionary. Like, then you don't um, have to make, like, the, the awkward small talk where she keeps asking you questions that you can't answer because your mouth is filled with, like, random shit. And yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, my, my current dentist is, like, someone I know. So, like, I, I like, feel less comfortable like not oh. talking to them mm. um and i'm yeah. happy to talk to them because I, yeah. I like them um but when i've had that this hour just like someone from the yellow pages um yeah who cares like yeah i'm definitely just putting headphones I, I put in headphones when i go to get a haircut as well like i i'm totally calling oh you're changing this. the like, game here yeah what i need to, like why who decided that like this service i need to like make chit chat with like i don't make chit chat with the cashier in the supermarket like what, what's the difference when you take ubers or cabs or you know and I, it's not a thing that i'm sure you've done very frequently in the last two years but like i've done it a lot on this i'm on vacation in florida i've done a lot well, i did with my wife most of the time but i went to see oh but you're not so but i'm talking about when you're in one solo because I, 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 I went to see a movie i took an uber both ways podcast the entire time didn't even consider why would I? What do you? We don't need to talk. He just want to talk to me. I don't want to talk to him. Oh, I always do the apologetic, like I'm so, like I'm sorry. I'm just I'm gonna listen to something now. I hope that's oh, okay. No, I don't. Even, I just walk in. I put in my headphones. I, I look down at the floor and I mm. get out and I'm there. I need to have more confidence. Maybe I'm well, hurt, yeah. But uh, yeah, what, why? Who, what's with this for social reaction? I, yeah, you're you're definitely right here. He's listening to his own thing. He's fine. I'm listening mm. to my thing. Like we're, we're, music, perhaps, or you don't even know because you had headphones in the whole time. Yeah, who knows? I, I mean, you know, once in a while, they really push and you know engage me. I'll talk. I'm like, I'm not like you know, I could talk. I feel like um, they're always doing the, the the initiating. Yeah, but so you know, usually they they get the message and they go, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I do my thing. Um, who wants to talk to anybody ever? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so, yeah, three. so yeah, so we um, he he heads out of the office and again bumps into uh, Julio because of course he works here as well, mm. and he says, "Yeah, Doc Junior still hasn't told me anything." Um, what, yeah. now, you know, we, we will discover at the end of the episode, although Larry doesn't hear it, that uh, so Julio is an alcoholic pathological liar, basically, for no reason. It's not really clear what his uh, motivation is. Yeah, he just wants to throw Don Jr. under the bus because his name is Don Jr. Because yeah, he's a maybe. hunter. Maybe he, uh, maybe his family was separated. Mm. <laughs> I got that. It took me a second. Yeah. So um, Larry's back home and he's telling Leon all about the, the thing with the music that the dentist yeah. went turned off. Right, Leon's, I, yeah. Yeah. Leon's like, you know, you know, Greek music, it's like feta cheese. Like, I don't like that. Even the mice don't like it. No, I like um, feta cheese. I like feta cheese, but it can like too much can be too much. Too much. I went out to dinner with my wife tonight. She got a feta cheese salad and then a feta cheese pizza. Oh God. That's too much feta cheese. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I like feta cheese more when it's cooked. So on the pizza, I thought it was better than in the salad. Yeah, but I like funny. it. I like I like feta cheese in all respects. But yeah, you don't want too much. It's funny that the idea of uh, mice eating cheese came up here. I just had this with my kids, where like they asked me, like they were asking me a question. They're like, "What's a mice a mouse's favorite food?" And I'm like, "Oh, you probably think that they eat cheese, right?" They're like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Okay," but like they don't really eat cheese because like they might they, they would eat cheese but in real life like how is a about that pizza rat cheese? in the subway in new york city a couple of years yeah, ago well that was staged kind of probably it was uh probably i feel like who wants to get who wants to get close enough to a there rat this, to be staging no there was there was this lady Zen, uh, do, well, Z- 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 we can't have nice things <laughs> yeah 
no, seriously. Um, let me see. Pizza Rat, Hoax, um, <laughs> Zar, Zardulu. There's this woman, Zardulu, who trains rats to do weird things. And so it's like not like 100% <laughs> confirmed that she did this, but it's it was like implied and it's likely because it's like very the type of thing that she used to do. Oh, okay. You've ruined it for me. <laughs> and, and like one of the people involved who had filmed it had like previously done like another one of her sticks. She's like, um, what's that guy? Um, that documentary uh, through the exit through the gift shop. Like, he, yeah, like, Banksy. Like, Banksy. She does like these like performance art hmm. weird. Nathan, sticks. Nathan so, for you. So, so yes, I think this is probably one of them. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So like, yeah, as I was telling my kids, like, you know, a mouse can't just like acquire cheese. Like he can't like go to the supermarket and buy cheese. So like, he just like eats whatever's in the garbage. Um, yeah. So Leon, um, as you said before, he says his dentist plays whatever he wants. Stripper music or bossa nova. One for taking clothes off, the other for putting clothes back on. Um, and Mary comes in with her dog, um, which turns out Leon ha- is going to be watching for the next few days. Larry's pissed off because like Leon didn't ask permission. Like, can I, you know, watch a dog at your house for a few days? And as we learned in last week's uh, preview, uh, the dog's name is Angel Muffin, which Larry thinks is a crazy name for a male dog. Leon says, no, gender, there's no gender for either angels or muffins. It works perfectly fine. And Larry, however, is like, I would never say the name. I would be too, too humiliated to ever, you know, utter those words out loud. Um, and the dog is like starting to scratch on the uh the pillows and larry's like oh like how like how did he enjoy the doggy bag it's like actually um not at all he's been like really sick since he take that and he's been like throwing up and larry's like what the like what's he doing in the house and then of course he immediately throws up all over the floor yeah now i didn't really understand um i, I don't understand what larry's deep up i mean it, fine make fun of the dog for being called angel muffin but why does it like bother him so much yeah it makes no sense yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. Like, who cares? Like, it's he not your projects, dog. I will never say those words out loud. Like, yeah, it's who? so it's, it makes yeah, it's completely nonsensical. Um, so yeah, who, so is no one cleaning up after this dog though? Because this Mary Ferguson does seem like the worst. Yeah, she should get a sponge. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we have uh, Larry and Jeff having lunch, and uh, Larry gives uh, Jeff the intel on Angie's earrings and the fact that she claims she's never taken a day off in years. So like that means she didn't even take off for the abortion. Uh, but Jeff thinks he needs more evidence, like real hard evidence. And uh, Susie comes. I do love Jeff says, I just want to do what's right by Angie. (laughs) Yeah. um, That's what Jeff cares about, doing the right thing. Susie's pissed that they didn't wait for her to start eating and wants to know, you know, why did Larry get kicked out of the dentist? But like, don't worry, I'll help you uh, get back in. Mm. And um, Larry, again, is with the towels. Why are you telling everyone about my towels? This is the B story for the episode that Larry is sensitive with the towels in his house. Yeah, like you talk about the relationships. Fine. Don't talk about my towels. Makes no sense. Mm. Um, And of course, um, Angie is also at. um, Oh, sorry. No, we're we're, we're, uh, jumping ahead. I apologize. Um, So, yeah. So they realized that um, a great gift for Dylan um would be to like go there with uh angel muffin and like that would not really a gift but like that would be a way to connect so larry goes over there with angel muffin um to kind of like kiss up to dylan and he's like oh yeah i love angel muffin so much and this actually works dylan's impressed you know he tells him you know come join me um you know we'll do the show um and larry tells him that the dog's name is dumpster because he found him in a dumpster pretty funny (laughs) Um, and of course, as I was saying before, I jumped a little bit ahead. Uh, he sees Angie, who of course is also at this restaurant randomly, and he's trying to eavesdrop on her. She's talking about these uh, vacation plans that she has coming up. I think she's going to Costa Rica. Mm. The dog is barking, so he can't like really make out exactly what she's saying. And Angel Muffin runs away. Larry chases after him, uh, but refuses to call out his name to stop him. And as a result, he gets nailed by a car. Yeah, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, um, although we'll learn out Larry claims the dog was only slightly grazed. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. At the time, I thought that the dog died. Although, this is, on my second watch, I had captions on, and the caption said "Angel Muffin muff, um, um, making sad, sad, sad noises" or something like that. So they did okay. indicate that he, Angel Muffin is clearly going to survive. I also thought it was weird that Dylan would hate Larry for what happened to Angel Muffin. Like, shouldn't he sympathize with Larry right. for his beloved dog getting hit? Like, why would he assume that Larry is the lying asshole that we, of course, know he is? Yeah, like it, it presents as like what could have just been like a complete accident. Like he should be devastated. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so non well, Larry's says, immediate reaction is, "What do you say, dog?" Ah, I, I didn't want. Yeah. yeah, right. I can't say it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Don Junior says, "Needless to say, till it is out." <laughs> and uh, Larry's like, "Okay, well, you know, while we're at it, um, what's the deal with the toilet?" Julio the janitor said that you never spoke. 
And he's like, what are you talking about? I absolutely did. Are you calling me a liar? And Larry wonders, well, should I believe the maintenance guy or Don Jr., doctor or pharmacist? Yeah. And Don Jr. says, that's it. Forget it. Netflix is done. Go elsewhere with your stupid show. And no, Larry he's actually very out. nice. About it. He says, I think you should find your show another home. Uh, yeah, well, that's, you know, he's, he's polite about it. But that's yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Don Jr., other than the hunting picture, we have no evidence that he's a bad guy at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Larry just hates him because his name is Don Jr. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, surprisingly, the Netflix uh, Larry Dalian comes to a much quicker end than I would have expected. Yeah, which I guess now we, you know, I was wondering in episode one, even Jen asked me at the beginning of this episode, like, why is this at Netflix on HBO Max? Well, we'll get the answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we will I not assume, survive. I assume they'll come into play. Yeah. Um, and of course, this, we, we've definitely, you know, done this, you know, with Larry shopping around the show to different networks, but like, yes. whatever, who cares? It's, you know, uh, you know. Back it, then, it, there was only a few options. Now there's an infinite number of options. Right. You could be on two yeah. like different streaming services. Could yeah. Be could be a yeah. fun, uh, different stuff. Um, yeah, so back home, Leon is pissed that Mary Ferguson is gone now. It's the second uh, Mary Ferguson that Larry has caused him to lose. They don't grow on trees, you know. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, he says, and yeah, and she, now she's bilking me for all my money with the same stuff as this hygienist that she needs all this money for the dog. And I don't understand. Leon- what, 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 like, in the, in the case of the hygienist, Angie, Jeff's concern is that if he doesn't pay, Angie will squeal and, you know, cause some problems in his personal life. What leverage does Mary Ferguson have over Leon here? Yeah, I don't know why he's still obligated to her if they yeah. broke up. If anything, Larry should send the cleaning bill for the vomit all over the house and for the snake yeah. that he... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Leon compares uh, vets to mechanics. They add in all this stuff that you need. Yeah. Uh, you need the worming. You need to clean their house out. He's and an anti-vetite. Uh, yeah, like. they they, you need a new Johnson rod. Yeah. Um, the good news is that Larry's excited that his new towels have arrived, and he admits that actually comfy towels are the best. Mm, yeah. Um, so Larry comes around. Um, so we head back for one more scene. Hey, what about the scene where Larry was explaining how he ages his towels, beating them against the rock? That was at lunch with Susie and Jeff, right? <laughs> um, I guess yeah, that was that right. was the point at which I started like this episode is really too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we head back to the dentist's office for the final scene, and Larry apologizes. It turns out I do like Greek music. The dentist mm. is very excited to play it. Um, but and Larry sits down in his chair, and we realize that what his trick is that he's going to reinsert the. Uh, tissue earplugs into his ears to drown out the Greek music, but now he can't hear anything the dentist says, and so he just nods along and the nurse comes in to say His that, reactions are very funny. Yeah, the urinal is still broken. The dentist is surprised since I told Julio about that several times, but Larry can't hear any of this. I do love, and, by the way, how the uh, Angie has to, or the, the whoever it is, the receptionist has to interrupt Dr. Thadopoulos treating a patient because he is personally responsible for dealing with the broken urinals, much the same way that Don Jr. is personally responsible for dealing with the broken toilets and Netflix. Yeah. Like this has Um, to be done by the man at the top, obviously. Yeah, so Angie comes in and dentist is like, oh, you know, she had an abortion last yeah. week. Well, why the <laughs> fuck is Dr. Thad Popples talking about her abortion to a random patient? <laughs> she didn't miss a day. And of course, Larry can't Hip-hop. hear anything. And then, then uh, for the second week in a row, we have a fun uh, musical cue at the end. The current yeah. music starts playing and then it fades out because Larry can't hear it and then fades back in. Yeah, so second episode in a row. Yeah, I don't know what they're going for. It's just like a little artistic spin. It's very, uh, I-, I don't know. this episode it's just it's too bloated it doesn't make sense the refusal to say the name you know kissing this guy's ass uh who cares what's the motivation here does larry even care about the show like you claimed last week that he wanted the show to fail well then that's the case why is he trying so hard to get dylan back um who knows who cares the episode's ending i don't understand what what like usually one of the like the trademarks of curb is that you have like a big punchline at the end of the episode and now these episodes just end with this like random like playing of like the curb music, but in the world of the show, I don't understand. To me, it's I'm very disappointed, and um, I will say one and a half pretty pretty good. That's all I can say. One and a half pretties for me. I rank it number seventy nine out of the eighty three episodes we've done so far. Yeah, um, uh, unfortunately, right there with you. Also, a uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, we'll say it the same way this week. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I said at the top, there's just like, there's really wasn't a, a ton to really like about this episode. There's a few laughs. So, you know, we highlighted a few funny scenes, like the physical comedy. Uh, there were a few things here and there, but just like, as you said, it's just like jam packed with like so much stuff and very little of it works. Um, 
the you know people just like the Larry's makes no sense. The reactions to Larry make no sense. Um, you know, I you know the first episode was a table setter, but I think you know even I admitted that you know it wasn't the best episode. But I was just so excited for New Kerback. Now this episode I think is really um, you know a, a turn for the worse, and I'm uh, I'm hoping that they they come back strong in the next couple episodes because um, it would be disappointing if the uh, the quality of the season is not what we expect from her. But you know we'll still have fun either way. Yeah. And having said all that, yeah, I laughed out loud literally, what, four or five times at least in this episode, which is more than basically any other show on television. Yeah, we hold Curb to a high standard. Yes. Yeah. Oh, come on. Be a come with guy. All right. uh, Who is your come with guy? Um, My come with guy has got to be Dylan O'Brien. He's a Mets fan. He's a Jets fan. So me and him are... uh, you know, we're each other's people. Mm. Um, and yeah, I thought he was, uh, as you said, I thought he played a really great fun version of himself. Um, I, you know, I don't necessarily care for his choice of cover, but like, it's fun that like he was willing to go there. Um, and yeah, I, I think we'll probably be seeing more of him. I don't think he's a one and done. I think he'll probably return. So I'm excited for that. Oh, so, so the show is not over, you're saying? Well, the Netflix show might be over. I wouldn't be surprised if Dylan O'Brien returns in some capacity later in the season. Oh, okay. Say. All right. To me, the come with it, it guy well, he is a guy, actually. It is Angel Muffin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Angel, Angel Muffin is, he, I mean, he's coming with everywhere. He's coming with uh, Deuce. Then later he's coming with Larry. He uh, survives a car accident. He's eating fine steak. He vomits anywhere he pleases. He probably wipes it up with the good towels. D- d- uh, I feel like Angel Muffin is uh, is the uh, the boss of his world. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's Dylan's whole heart as a dog. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. Uh, the next question, of course, is uh, who is the fucking asshole of the episode? Um, yeah, I think the fucking asshole of the week is the dentist. Um, he um, refuses to turn off the annoying music at the patient's request. He then kicks the patient out in the middle of a procedure, like with an unfinished crown. And then he just tells a stranger that about a woman who had an abortion for no reason. This guy is a total sleazeball. Mm. These, are, these are all valid points. I actually did not write down a fucking asshole uh, through two watches of the episode. But as we were talking today, it became apparent to me that Mary Deuce Ferguson has to be the fucking asshole. First of all, in hindsight, why is she even getting involved here with, with Leon in the first place? She knows nothing about him except that he might want to eat her <laughs> right. if, they, if they're short on food. So basically, the reason Leon picked her is because she's a degenerate uh, like him. And she um, she likes dogs more than people. I'm not a fan of those kinds of people. Um, she uh, is completely ungrateful to the guy who's paying for her dinner and hosting her and watching her dog who's vomiting all over the place. She doesn't care about any of that. Uh, yeah, so uh, Mary Deuce Ferguson is, uh, I'm rating the Mary Ferguson's uh, one and two in that order because I like the first one. I do not think that Leon should have dumped her. She can walk yeah. into my glass wall any day. Yeah, um, I almost, we're on, we're on vacation in a hotel. I almost walked into, uh, into the glass window. Oh my, hopefully myself. not in front of your wife. I was in front of my wife. That's why it's very uh, crucial that I did not. Uh, yeah. Oh, class, yeah. Then, It'd uh, be rough. Have, have yeah, to get divorced. Yeah. Yeah. Move it over. Mm. Yeah. I would just stop with the Ted dance. <laughs> Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. I'm better than him. You're worse. <laughs> much, much worse. So let's talk about uh, cameos in this episode for a second. We, of course, we have Dylan O'Brien, who is playing himself apparently a famous person although i didn't even know that until i actually listened to a podcast about this and i was like oh this is a real person i didn't even realize that on the first watch on sunday night so i'm gonna ask you and and maybe this is just a reflection of how old and out of touch we are as boomers but does dylan o'brien qualify for the richard lewis club because to me he absolutely does as a reminder to listeners um when we talk about celebrities on the show we have two groups uh the first group uh so so of course some celebrities on the show play themselves and some play a character the Ted Dancing Club is for those who come on the show and are more famous than Ted Danson was in 2000 when Ted Danson first came and, on the show. And this is only about people who play themselves. Yes. And we've had how many? We've had 17 members of the Ted Danson Club very quickly. Diane Keaton, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Shaquille O'Neal, Alanis Morissette, Martin Scorsese, Mel Brooks, Ben Stiller, David Schwimmer in 2004, Jerry Seinfeld, Rosie O'Donnell, Hugh Hefner, John McEnroe, Dr. Phil, Meg Ryan in 2009, Ben Affleck, Michael J. Fox in 2011, and, and Michael Bloomberg. And then we have the Richard Lewis Club, which is the opposite. These are for people who are playing themselves, not a character, and yet are less famous than Richard Lewis was in 2000. And that list is shorter. We have 11 people on the list. We have Mary Steenburgen, uh, Bob Odenkirk in 2000, Brad Hall. Um, wait, Bob Odenkirk did not play himself. 
He's so, all by himself, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, he does not belong on this list. Um, yeah, Brad Hall, Wanda Sykes in 2001. He, he played Porto Gale, the Porto. Yes. <laughs> Mike Binder, Michael York, Lou DiMaggio, Christine Taylor in 2004, Katie Huffman, Phil Rosenthal in 2005, Mark Hirschfield, Josh Minkowitz, who I still don't know who that is. He's, uh, he's like an ABC News guy. Uh-huh. He played himself okay. in the season finale <laughs> last year. Okay, we counted we counted that as well. Yeah. So okay. yeah. So so I so I would argue that Dylan O'Brien belongs on this list because at least in my world he's far less famous now than Richard Lewis was in 2000. Yeah, I would say it's probably to us he's less famous, but in, probably he's objectively more famous based on like the fact that he's been in like movies and mainstream TV shows and that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, he's won like a million awards. So yeah. I, I'm going to argue that we put him on this list as an acknowledgement of the fact that we are boomers. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, he's on our list, even though he's maybe not on the uh, official list. Yeah. I don't know how official this list is. I'm writing D- uh, Dylan O'Brien in the parentheses. I'm writing for Ovid Alex. <laughs> yeah. Circle 2021, show. because maybe Dylan O'Brien, much like Bob Odenkirk was on the show in 2000, when he was not famous. And now he's a huge uh, movie and TV star and, uh, you know, hopefully recovering very nicely. So maybe Dylan O'Brien in 2040 will be like, you know, starring on everything. Or maybe he already is and we're just out of touch. Yeah. Yeah. Should we find uh, some others who are maybe a little more in touch with us in the postman? See what they have to say about this episode. Yes. Let's head to the postman. Ooh, that was a subpar segue. Yeah. Uh, postman! Uh, postman, uh, come uh, here! here Tell okay. the neighborhood! Right, what a shanda, Larry! Uh, uh, Larry uh, David! Uh, uh, Larry, you, you are a lousy oh, Jew! But you're a lousy human being! He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair! A shanda! Maybe you should have given me some candy! You're a lousy Jew! First up, we have an email from a new listener, I believe, a fellow named Elijah Pearson. He says, I found your podcast while looking for a curb recap, recap podcast. That's a good way to find us. Yes. I indefinitely enjoyed the deep dive, but got disappointed when y'all didn't know anything about Insecure. You guys should check it out. At any rate, I enjoy your show. By the way, I'm a moron because I saw the entire first season of Insecure. Uh-huh. I just, I wasn't, I like, I guess the name of the show didn't like uh, ring up. That's Issa Rae's show, right? Yes. Yes. I've seen, in fact, I've seen, I haven't seen the new season that's on right after Curb, but I've seen everything until this season. It's so I don't. Four seasons. Other four seasons? Okay. So I I've think, seen, I yeah. Think this is the fifth season. Yeah. It's a, it's a very good show. It's, um, I, I think, you know, it's, uh, you know, she's uh, dealing with some challenges. I, yeah. I think I saw some of it um, and didn't love it and just never, didn't continue. Um, but I know people do like it a lot. So, yeah. But, but, um, it, but a big swing and a miss by me, but not even by like, yeah. What, but it's for, it's one of those shows that I don't really know it as a name. Like, oh, yeah, it's the SRA show. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, um, a friend of the podcast, Chappelle and the great Latani Starks are podcasting about the new season of Insecure for a poster mm-hmm. recap. So Elijah and whoever else is uh, interested in that could certainly check that out. I'm sure they're doing a great job. Yes. Um, next is, I believe, another new listener, a guy named Doug Nelson, who says, hi, guys, Don Jr. having a hunting photo in the Netflix office was great. Was that there last week? Uh, Dr. Jen says yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susie needs to stop wearing the red hair. Looks like Brian Johnson from ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. The Larry and Leon scenes were good as always, particularly when Leon is patting Angel Buffett and telling Larry, this is how your towels should feel. Mm. Are dogs not allowed at many outdoor dining areas in the United States? Nearly all restaurants or cafes in Australia allow dogs outside. Unless if it's outside, outside, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I mean I'm from, we're from New York, so like we see it as a lot. I don't think it's an issue. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's not in like in LA either. Have you um, seen the, the picture of the, um, the African-American woman who was elected as the Republican, I think, um, Lieutenant Governor of Virginia. Lieutenant, yeah, the, yeah. No, her hair is somewhat. Her. her hair is somewhat similar to Susie's. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, he says the comic guy is Jeff took the blame for not filming the audition, and he paid for the abortion. The asshole mm. of the week is probably Mary Ferguson, but I'm going to give it to the dentist. Turn the shitty music off for half an hour <laughs> while Larry's there. <laughs> also, don't squeal about people's uh, abortions. Yeah, uh, and he does the episode two and a half pretties. Mm, okay. Next is Raj Krishnan, who uh, he wrote in for a little bit, took a little bit of a break, and now he's back. He says he would rate this as one of the worst episodes. Oh, the days of Ben's yeah. birthdays and the therapist are long past us. Two of my favorite episodes. Not sure how they rank in your list. These were among the hilarious episodes of Curb. This whole raggy, raggy towel thing made no sense to me. The whole idea of a person being kicked out of a dentist's office for not wanting the music also made no sense. In fact, there isn't a single subplot I actually enjoyed. Dogs versus humans. Why should she give Larry her meat slices? Of course, her dog takes precedence. Why would he want her half-eaten food anyway? Such a dumb argument. Okay, so we're kind of on the other side of that. Oh, but, yeah. Um, Adjacent been, to refuse is refuse. 
there have been uh, Larry so was trying to cross the line the past, between uh, human and dog, apparently. Over the past 20 years of this show. And why would Dylan snap at two older men just because they were wearing tissues? It's loud yeah. music. Why should they bow down to some 30-something? He should be happy to be considered for the role of young Larry. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of a part. That's a good point. Like, they don't really say it. It's like, like it, either Larry David is, like, in this world, like, a, a known commodity that, like, they're, like, thrilled to have this young Larry show, which I argue doesn't make sense in this world, but fine. That's, they seem to acknowledge that. But now the show is dependent on Dylan O'Brien. Like, who the hell is he? Like, like anyone could be cast to be on young Larry. Why does it have to be Dylan O'Brien? Well, so I guess to the Netflix clientele, Dylan O'Brien is more famous or more important than Larry David in the world of Curb. I guess, but then it's like, why are you doing a young Larry show? But isn't Netflix excited about the fact that they just brought Seinfeld on after, you know, that has been a big thing for Netflix in 2021. Yeah, but like Larry no David was involved with that yeah, show. No one knows who Larry David is. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, it is. Yeah. It, but yeah, but it is. Why would Dylan be offended? Like, I think most rock stars would like almost be insulted if a 75 year old man did like their music, you know? Right. Like, we're yeah. not making music for you, old man. He says nothing was that funny or enjoyable or believable. Didn't even chuckle. And where did Cheryl suddenly come from? They want to have yeah. Cheryl as part of the main cast, so keep dragging her to episodes where she has no purpose. But okay, she happens to know Dylan through someone, mm. or, someone or other. Yeah, and he gives the episode two pretties out of five. Raj did a pretty good job of uh, trying to replace uh, me on the podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, next we go to Joshua Schmidt, who says, "Hello, gentlemen. I really wanted to like this episode. I even watched it three times because I thought maybe I missed wow. something because I just didn't find it very funny." While I'm sure that getting kicked out of Netflix will provide some hilarious moments trying to get back in future episodes, this just didn't do it for me and seemed like lazy writing. Honestly, why did Cheryl need to make a two-minute appearance at the concert with no payoff? Yeah. Public guy is Angel Muffin, who badly moves the story along. Fucking asshole is the janitor for sabotaging the whole thing without Larry knowing. And Josh gives the episode two pretties out of five. Yeah, this is going to be one of the lower-rated episodes, I'm guessing. Jim Crumley says Angel Muffin was another fine episode. The Ooh. energy of the show feels a little bit lower than some of the frenetic seasons in the mid to late single digits, but I think that it is working okay. Curb thinking a pretentious cover of Presence in the United States of America song was a solid sign of douchiness, made me happy. The tissue in the ear being an effective earplug bit was a bit hard to swallow since real earplugs just take the edge of a rock concert volume, but Curb clearly uses more ridiculous plot devices. Right. Like it shouldn't prevent you from hearing um, like completely. Um, come with guy is Leon. Anyway, yeah. Lump is a song by the President of the United States of America. Okay. Um, yeah. So Jim gives his come with guy to Leon saying, when in doubt, just give it to Leon, um, which is a fair mantra for life, almost as good mm. as pee before you leave. Mm. Um, that was a credo, not a mantra. Fucking asshole is Dylan O'Brien. He played the jerk part really well, despite having seed maze runner. I didn't know he was a real celebrity. He has to be low tier for someone playing himself. Uh, and yeah, as he'll uh, be uh, sad to find out, he is now part of the Richard Lewis Club. Or maybe he'll be happy to find that out. Who knows? Um, okay, moving right along, we go to Zach Brooks. And he says, all the doctor's appointment stuff was pretty spot on. I can't stand the sign in time. It just humiliates me for being late. And I feel like they'll use it against me. Do you guys lie on the sign in time too? Um, I, I'll usually you know, spot myself a few minutes if, it's, uh, if I was a little bit late. Um, I'm not going to be uh, too obvious about my lie though. Um, another episode that ends with them messing with the curb theme between that and the mini flashback humor, strange pattern. Fucking asshole of the week to the dentist for his unprofessional behavior. And he gives the episode three pretties out of five, right down the middle. And finally, we go to Owen Allen, who says, it kept me thinking of my favorite season three Seinfeld episode of The Limo with Dylan O'Brien being so prominent. Well done. Enjoy, no, me, me and Owen on the same page. Enjoy the opening playful slagging between Jeff and Larry. The dynamic of Jeff bringing the insults onto himself made it more enjoyable. Started to drag a bit after that. Did seem like it was going to keep me interested as it looked to be veering towards a strong Legally Blonde 2 vibe with the glut, with the glut of cute dogs, but ended up turning into a bit of the British classic Sunday Bloody Sunday. Excuse me for film reference. Hardly anyone will get it. It has no link to the YouTube song. I was also very worried they were going to play out the whole theme tune muffled at the end, but thankfully it came back to normal. Probably not a good sign when towards the end, your greatest piece of enjoyment is reading the COVID compliance credits. He gives the rating of 1.5, pretty out of 5, my third bottom ranking just above the rat dog episode, which we do have, which do have similar themes and endings. And again, the bloated runtime made it feel a bit of a drag after a promising opening. Come with guy, angel muffin, such a sweet, kind little nice. guy. All you have to do is say his name and he's at your beck and call. What more can you want? 
And for the fucking asshole of the week, it's Mary Ferguson, number two. Nice. Seems devoted to her dog, yet is willing to desert him to get a free trip to Asia. Feeds a little fellow far too much steak than would be good for him. And trust Leon and Larry as soon as bull dog minders <laughs> when she leaves him for another trip. No evidence. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that uh, to round out our audience score, we have uh, Mrs. Sinensky, who uh, said this episode was not great, but she still laughed. Um, so she gave it a three, three pretties out of five. Still a mm. funny episode in her opinion. She, uh, she, I guess, raised just on the TV scale, not the curb scale. Yeah, so should I ask Mrs. Like, Chester? I watched it. I laughed a bunch of times. It was fine. Um, so she gives it a three. Um, the audience average comes out to a 2.36, um, which when you add it to your 1.5 and my 1.5, pulls it all the way down to a 1.79 and uh folks uh, we have enough votes to call it this is the lowest ranked episode of curb your enthusiasm by this podcast stores wow 83 out of 83 so far all right we have nowhere to go but up so that we is very good to go but up. yeah um, and on that note should we uh discuss next week's episode yeah i just just want to point out it was the the audience ranked it 82nd overall um the only episode that the audience ranked lower is let's see some that? of our longtime emailers and rankers haven't been participating. I wonder if that's uh yeah. Um and yeah, we uh, we we have a the way this works uh is, is very unofficial. If you at any point want to send in, if you're a listener to this podcast and you have rankings of curve and you want to just send them in for any episodes of the podcast. You will retroactively add them? Yeah, why not? Who cares? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. here. No, 83. So maybe I don't know. I don't see 83 on here. Maybe because they don't include those episode zero. Maybe it's or maybe it's tied somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Is episode zero ranked by the listeners? Uh, probably not, because that's our first podcast. Did we even ask for any rankings? Well, but we ranked it. Oh, right. So maybe that's why. Um, yeah. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. <laughs> so, yeah. So next week's episode is called The Mini Bar. And I know nothing about this episode. I don't know who's in it. I have not watched the promo for it yet, but I thought... Same. All right, so we're going to watch it on the air live. Uh, maybe you'll include a link in that. Well, and listen, anybody can Google. Uh, yeah, you know, don't do yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll okay. play it, and you'll listen to the audio now while we uh, listen to the audio and watch the video, and then we'll discuss. So I'm going to push play. Let's do it. There's an actress in the show. She stinks. Okay. And we need to have a good take for her. Easy. No. It's not going to be easy. <laughs> I got an idea. I take all the elements of an ED pill, and I infuse it into a beverage. I call it tap water. Tap water. Based on tap water. It's like a energy drink. I really think you're onto something here. I want to make a toast to friendship. Oh, cheers. 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 Larry, you can't look me in the eye and toast? Look you in the eye? Yeah. The, towards what end? We're connecting and having some intimacy. I, I don't need to connect. What is this, a seance? We're raising people from the dead? I'm connected. <laughs> All right, so we've seen a few lines now from that dinner party that features Cousin Andy and Patton Oswald and Cheryl, who apparently is now such a great actress that she can uh, help. Well, she's uh, going to be more like a director now, right? Wow, she's really branching out. Now, now Cheryl Hines did direct episodes last season. She directed, I think, one episode of Curb. Oh, just one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but listen, we're going to have a lot of Leon. Leon has invented a a tap water for tapping that ass, so... (laughs) There is no amount of Leon that has ever failed on Curb yet. So yeah, this- I think what he, I think what he or what he's describing already exists. It's called date raping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I'm going to go ahead right now and say, with only 48 seconds of evidence, that next week's episode is going to be better than this week's episode. Yeah. Which so means- as com- as compared to this week's episode, yeah, it will be. Deep, pretty, pretty, pretty. Get a life, Jews.